The Jets are interested in signing free agent defensive lineman Calais Campbell. Campbell has had an excellent career, but is he the right fit for the Jets? There are pros and cons to this potential move, and we'll discuss them today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, March 27th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. You can subscribe or follow this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. And if you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help Locked, out, locked On Jets out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. It was a relatively quiet weekend for the New York Jets. There was one little rumor that came into play Friday night into Saturday, and that's that the Jets are interested in free agent defensive lineman Calais Campbell. This is a guy who has been around the NFL forever. He was actually a second-round pick of Arizona back in 2008. He lasted all the way through 2016 in Arizona. Then in 2017, he signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a free agent. He was with Jacksonville for three years, and... In those three years, he may have played the best football of his career before he went to Baltimore and spent the last three seasons with the Ravens. He's been an all-pro three times. He's been a pro bowler six times. He was part of the NFL's all-decade team. Just an absolutely tremendous career. And by all accounts, a good locker room guy. He was actually the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year back in 2019. So I guess you could say this kind of sounds like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Not exactly. I think that there would be pros and cons to this signing. So let's let's go through them. I think the first pro is that, again, Campbell's an excellent locker room guy. You know, he's the Jets are obviously, if they get Aaron Rodgers, which we're still assuming that they're going to, they're going to be looking to win now. You know, I think there's no question about that. I think the future will have less significance for the Jets. So you're essentially not going to shy away from signing veterans. I think the other thing with Campbell is that he still has been productive the last couple of years uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he's he five and a half sacks last year as kind of an interior type defensive lineman, a uh, guy who can still get to the quarterback, a guy who still play, who still can play the run pretty well. Again, to the extent you're going to have younger players on the team, he is a good locker room guy. And the Jets, frankly, right now need defensive tackle help, and that's probably where Campbell would would fit within this team. And Robert Sala's defense, you know, there's not really room for like a pure run-stopping type of guy. That's one of the reasons I think they let Foley Fatukasi leave in free agency a year back. There are some systems where you just want one of your defensive tackles to be a space eater, to eat up blocks, to draw double teams consistently. Robert Sala operates a little bit differently. In his defense, you know, essentially where you line up is based on the offensive formation. You know, it depends on what the quote-unquote strong side of the formation is. Uh, where and that's determined by where the tight end is. Depending on where the tight end lines up, your defensive tackle could either line up as the quote-unquote one technique, which means he's you know kind of close to the center, or he could line up as the three technique, which means he's on the guards outside shoulders. And you know each depending on what play what, what the offense what the offense is doing, your role could vary. But essentially, to play both of these spots, you have to be able to do it all, like a Quinn and Williams does. And Calais Campbell is a guy who's been able to do it all through much of his career. So 
plenty of logic behind this. Now, I think one thing that needs to be said is that I think there would be a temptation if the Jets signed Calais Campbell to say, wow, Quinn and Williams and Calais Campbell, what a one-two punch. That's just a superstar duo. And it would have been true at a different point in Calais Campbell's career. We're past that point. We're to the point where I think, best case scenario, he's like in that stage where you say, you know, he's not what he used to be, but he's still productive. It's not a case where this is going to be a dynamic one-two punch. And one of the reasons for that is over the last couple of years with Baltimore, Campbell's production has gone down. And part of the reason it's gone down is he's become a part-time player, as you would expect any defensive lineman to become as he reaches his mid-30s to late-30s. So there's going to be, he's a big name, and I think right now his name is probably bigger than his production. Could he still could he still help a team out like the Jets? He, he might be able to. You know, he's a guy who, again, is still playing pretty solid football. Again, the Jets, not like the Jets have a great defensive tackle situation past Quinn and Williams right now. They don't. You know, they lost Sheldon Rankins. They lost, even they even lost Nathan Shepard, which was not as big of a deal, but it's a defensive tackle spot that's really hurting for the Jets right now, and while Campbell right now is a part-time player, the Jets have a defense where they like to rotate defensive linemen in and out. That's Robert Sala's philosophy. It's one of the reasons the Jets have invested so big on the defensive lines. They want to be able to run waves of players in there so that their guys are still fresh in the fourth quarter of games, still fresh near the end of the season. So for these reasons, I think these are the pros to Campbell. The cons, well, I understand that you want... I understand you're trying to win now. I understand that you're going to roll the dice on certain veterans. And I understand, you know, Campbell can help in other areas. Again, great locker room guy by all accounts. Here's the challenge with Campbell, though. He is going to be 37. And the production has been declining over the last couple of years. And if you look historically, Baltimore has been a team that's been pretty good about knowing when to say goodbye to players. So these things all add up. And, you know, nobody can produce forever. No, no player out can go out there and play great. And eventually, age catches up with everybody. You know, even Tom Brady, who I know was in his mid-40s, but obviously plays quarterback, which is a little bit different from defensive line. When a player's on a downward trajectory, I think there's always a concern that you're going to get the year where he just can't do it anymore. And I think that has to be a concern with Campbell based on the way he's... De- and, you know, the, the, the decline has been graceful for, for Calais Campbell, but there's a real risk if you make this signing that you're going to get him the end of his productive days, past his productive days, where he just can't do it anymore. And I think if you're the Jets right now, I, I would expect the Jets I would to have one of the oldest rosters in the league. In fact, I would not be surprised at all if the Jets opened the 2023 season with the league's oldest roster. But I think also think you have to be calculating in how you do this. And it's, it's this one of those things where I kind of have to throw my philosophies away because my general view is I always like to be younger and more athletic. I don't like, you know, I think that there's a spot for older guys at the end of their careers when they're in that mentoring phase. But I generally like guys who are you know, young, explosive, and I, I like to stay away from older guys. So where the Jets are right now, the, the approach that they're taking, I think, is going to require them to roll the dice on certain older guys. But I think you have to be calculating. So, you know, I, there's really no scenario where I love the idea of signing Odell Beckham Jr. Because I think it's a risky move for a lot of reasons. The fact that, you know, he hasn't played in a couple of years. All the stuff he brings to the locker room, potentially. But he could add an element at wide receiver that the Jets are lacking right now. That the Jets may not be able to get from anywhere else unless they get in on a DeAndre Hopkins trade. So a guy like Beckham, who's in his early 30s, you know, not his late 30s like Campbell, 
to me, that's the type of move that if you're taking a calculated approach, maybe you, you'd look at. Campbell, you know, guy, again, 37. That's, that's really up there, especially for a defensive lineman. He's defied Father Time for a long time, but eventually Father Time does catch up with everybody. And there, again, there have been some signs where maybe things aren't going, you know, in the right direction for him. There's some, already some signs of, of decline in the last couple of years. So it's one of those questions that will be there. Are you getting the last bit of good football he has, or has he already played it? And are you getting just, you know, the, the total decline phase? These are the pros. These are the cons for Calais Campbell. I'll let you choose which, which you want to focus on, because I think there are reasons to say this could be a good move and reasons to say this may not be such a good move. Now, head here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite topic, Aaron Rodgers. Some more rumors came out over the weekend. The two teams, the Jets and the Packers, apparently not close on a trade yet. Hopefully that changes soon. We'll talk about the latest as we continue this Monday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Of course, it's the NFL offseason, but all eyes are now on college basketball. The final four have been set, and three of the four are making their first Final Four appearance. Congratulations to the teams that won the Elite Eight this weekend. We're talking Florida Atlantic, we're talking UConn, we're talking San Diego State, and Miami. And you should know that there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat-first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets the next weekend. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat-first bet of up to $1,000 when you do join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Thank you again for making Locked On Jets your first listen every day. We're talking Aaron Rodgers now, and there's no real update. The future Hall of Fame quarterback remains a member of the Green Bay Packers. He remains the Jets' presumptive quarterback because he wants to come to New York. The Packers want to trade him. No other team wants him. If you go back far enough, you may remember the Packers actually indicated that they would accommodate Rodgers, which, you know, Still has not happened yet, but we have, we've had a few rumors come out over the last couple of days. Uh, Rich Samini of ESPN noted that the Packers still are holding out hope to get the 13th pick from the Jets. Uh, Mike Garofalo, who's an NFL insider, indicated that the teams remain far apart trying to negotiate a trade. So there's still a standoff right now between the Jets and the Packers. And the challenge right now is that Everybody needs to get this done, but nobody urgently needs to get this done right now. And when a situation like this, sometimes this can last a while. Now, this could change today. In fact, I'm I'm hoping it changes today. I'm hoping we just get this over with so we can stop dealing with it. But this has the potential to carry on for a little while because when when typically in negotiations, when two sides are far apart, they only get working on a deal when there's some degree of urgency. And that's not anytime soon. You know, the Jets don't really need Rodgers right now. You know, they, they're confident they're going to get him. It doesn't at least seem like in any real way, like this has prevented them from signing free agents. Now, the Jets have not been very aggressive at all in signing free agents this, this offseason thus far, but they did sign, Al, one of the few they did sign was Alan Lazard, who 
is a guy, first of all, I can't imagine the Jets would be super interested in him if Rodgers was not coming. But second, I can't imagine Lazard would be all that interested in the Jets if Rodgers was not coming. So all this says to me that, you know, I don't know that, that the trade is a holdup at this point. And beyond that, I mean, Rodgers wants to come to the Jets. I mean, just think about it this way. And I know there's always going to be fear that, you know, Rodgers may just decide to go back to Green Bay or, you know, there may be some other team to jump in. And those are those are obviously possibilities. But if you're that concerned about it, just think this through. Does Rodgers want to go back to a Green, Green Bay, a team that just doesn't want him? You know, they've made it clear that they don't want him back. And Rodgers has said that himself. He said that, you know, when he was on the Pat McAfee show recently. If another team jumps in, would Rodgers find them more appealing? Well, think this through. The Jets essentially based their offseason on giving Aaron Rodgers everything they want. They hired his preferred offensive coordinator. They are signing, you know, they already signed one of his favorite receivers, Alan Lazard. They're already working on signing a second one in Odell Beckham Jr. They're probably going to sign the other guys he wants. You know, they're probably going to sign Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, I, I would imagine. That's not insider info, that's just me guessing, but... I would imagine the Jets are going to... The Jets are doing everything in their power to accommodate him. The Jets have rolled out the red carpet. If you're Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think the choice is pretty obvious. I, I mean, it would, what would you do? Would, if, even if another team jumped into the mix, would you go to that other team after the Jets have done literally everything you've asked them to do? They've done things you haven't even asked them to do. So, you know, if you're panicking right now, I wouldn't panic. This is, you know, it's going to take some time to play out. And Green Bay, you know, Green Bay is going to hold out for that 13th pick. The Jets don't have to give it, though. And, you know, ultimately, you know, the, I'm tired of the word leverage. I, I almost, after this is done, I, I think we should just never use the word leverage again. But the Packers are, keep trying to float this, this notion in the national media, and you hear it from Packers fans, that they have all this leverage. But they don't, because they don't want, they don't want Rodgers showing up to training camp creating a spectacle. I mean, can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers shows up to the to Packers training camp what do they do then? Are they going to literally, are they going to make Aaron Rodgers the backup quarterback to Jordan Love? Or are they going to create this uncomfortable situation for Jordan Love? Think about it. It doesn't make sense. The Jets, look, the Jets need Rodgers too. The Jets have pretty much painted themselves into a corner themselves. I mean, I don't think that this has been a masterclass in negotiation by either side. But the Packers, you know, leverage only works if you're willing to walk away from the deal. You tell me the Packers are fine with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers may say that. I mean, that's like the Jets saying we're good with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. Both sides need to get this done. Packers only have leverage if, if bringing Rodgers back is an option, or if another team enters the equation. But again, if another team enters the equation, Rodgers has to agree to a deal. Why would Rodgers agree to a deal with that team? The Jets should not. So the Jets should continue to hold strong here on, on this 13th pick. There's no reason for them to give up the 13th overall pick. In fact, you know that that's one one theory out there is that this is going to go to day two of the draft. Because that'll be the point where Green Bay realizes they're not getting the 13th pick. And right now, I think what the Packers are doing is the Packers are hoping the Jets will panic. So they're they're planting all these stories in the media about how how much leverage they have and you know all this ridiculous stuff. And I think essentially they're trying to get the Jets to panic. And I think they're they're trying to get one Jet in particular to panic because I don't think Joe Douglas is going to panic. I think you know Joe Douglas could think this through. If I can figure this stuff out, Joe Douglas can probably figure this stuff out. I don't think you could say that Woody Johnson can figure this stuff out though. I mean, just because I can figure something out, that doesn't necessarily mean Woody Johnson's going to be able to figure this out. And we know Woody Johnson, Rodgers is the guy he wants. Rodgers is like the focal point of Woody Johnson's offseason. And I think that what the Packers are hoping will happen is that Woody Johnson will hit the panic button. And that could definitely happen if another team jumps into the mix here. 
But essentially, I think what the Packers are hoping is that what he tells Douglas, I don't care. I'm tired of waiting. Make this trade. It hasn't happened yet. And, you know, anything possible, especially with Woody Johnson, but there's no indication it's going to happen. The Jets just need to hold strong here because eventually the Packers are going to realize they don't have all the leverage, you know, the, the great word. They don't because they can't bring Rodgers back. And when you can't bring Rodgers back, you don't have all the leverage. Now, the Jets don't have all the leverage either. But just because the Packers keep leaking to the media how much leverage they have doesn't mean they have it. There's still, you know, there's still plenty of incentive for them to get a deal done. So we continue to wait. Look, as long as Green Bay is going to demand the 13th pick, the Jets should just say no. Because there's nowhere else for the Packers to go. Right now, Rodgers wants to come to the Jets. So... You know, we continue to wait. You know, maybe one of these days we'll have a podcast where we don't have to talk about when will Aaron Rodgers. Maybe one day we'll actually have a podcast to break down the Aaron Rodgers trade. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm not sure we're going to have a podcast, though, about the Jets signing Ezekiel Elliott, because although the veteran running back apparently wants to come to the Jets, there's no indication the Jets are interested, and we'll talk about that as we continue this Monday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. You know, last week I did a podcast where I talked about players I think the Jets should avoid signing, and at the top of the list was longtime Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I would have loved to have had Ezekiel Elliott far earlier in his career, where he was one of the best running backs in the NFL. I always talk about there are a few, there are a handful of running backs, there really are not many, but there are a handful of running backs who actually make a difference in this league. Ezekiel Elliott used to be one of them, but, you know, after a couple of years in the league, after you take so many hits, your ability to perform declines, and Ezekiel Elliott last year only averaged 3.8 yards per carry, and you may say, well, hey, wait a minute, there's a lot more that goes into playing running back than your yards per carry average, and sometimes that di- that's dictated by your offensive line. The challenge is that Tony Pollard ran for 5.2 yards behind that same line, so Ezekiel Elliott showing plenty of signs that, you know, he just doesn't have much left to offer. However, this week, a report came out that Ezekiel Elliott has a wish list, and there were three teams on it, the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Jets. So I was looking at this saying, man, I hope the Jets stay away from this, from this because, uh, again, running back is a position where you want to go young. You want fresh legs at the running back position. You can always find, it's, you know, maybe it's not as easy as making it out, but it's, relatively speaking, it's at least easier to find a running back than it is find a quality player at practically any other position. And the Jets, over the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, have always struck out whenever they've gone for one of these, like, older running backs who used to be great on his last legs. I mean, you can go through down the list. Uh, You know, Frank Gore was the latest one, Le'Veon Bell, Matt Forte, Chris Johnson, even LaDainian Tomlinson was not as good as people remember him uh, being as a Jet. So... I, I was sitting there thinking, is this like the latest chapter in this? But then it's come out that like none of the teams on Ezekiel Elliott's wish list are interested in him. You know, Zach Taylor made some comments, the coach of the Bengals. He was, he was one of the guys who, he was one of the Bengals, were one of the teams on Zeke's wish list. He kind of suggested they weren't that interested. Report came out the Eagles were not that interested. Nothing's come out. I haven't seen anything either way about the Jets, but I think we, we've seen that it, just because Ezekiel Elliott wants to play for some of these teams doesn't mean that these teams necessarily want to bring him in. And I think that this is just one the Jets should need to stay away from. You know, I talked at the top of the show about you need to be calculated in your veteran signings. Now, Calais Campbell, you could go either way on. Ezekiel Elliott, no. We should not be bringing in backs who are, you know, he's not that, I guess he's not technically not that old, but 
there's a lot of wear and tear on Ezekiel Elliott right now. And the Jets the Jets would be better off going younger. I mean, I bet you there's, there's probably going to be a back in the fourth round somewhere that will be more productive this year. And that's just, that's just how yeah, you have to do it. You have to prioritize. And one of the things you want, one of the things I think teams need to do is they need to, especially at the running back position, not focus so much on pass production because running backs age worse than practically any other position. They need to focus on what's going to happen in the future. How's a guy's going to, how is a guy going to produce for me going forward? And I don't think you're going to get great results out of Ezekiel Elliott. Now, one of the things he can do, you know, maybe he can help you a little bit in the passing game, and that's maybe the last thing that goes for running backs and pass protection, you know, can be helpful. But you don't need to go here. I mean, there are other guys available. And running back, you know, they're productive running backs you can find practically anywhere. So I, I this is one that I just cannot get behind. Calais Campbell, I think you could talk me into there's some other veterans out there. I, I can understand at least the argument, even if I don't love it. This is not one I think the Jets should go to. I think this is one the Jets should avoid. And by all accounts, so far, they at least seem like they're heading in that direction. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please a big thumbs up. These things help the podcast out and help other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.